one of my favorite seasons begins. No, it's not. I'm lying. It's fly season. Crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us as we ranch it up. I am your host and producer, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. A big thanks goes out to our partners, the American Cemental Association, the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator, Downtown Threads, Oklahoma, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Ranch House Coffee, RFDTV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Today's Cow Country News is brought to us by Wrangler. Wrangler, it's the official shirt and jean endorsed by the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. Cow Country News, you know, the cow stuff. I talked about the Pause Act initiative in Colorado here the last few weeks. Now let's head to Oregon. An Oregon ballot initiative proposed for 2022 would effectively criminalize the farming of food animals in the state by classifying their slaughter as aggravated abuse and redefining artificial insemination and castration as sexual assault. I can't even make this up, crew. Initiative Petition 13 filed with Oregon elections officials in November would remove farmer exemptions from existing laws barring animal cruelty and specifically target practices used for breeding domestic livestock and equine animals. The proposed Abuse, Neglect, and Assault Exemption Modification and Improvement Act would delete all references to good animal husbandry from state statute and only allow an animal to be, listen to this, only allow an animal to be injured in cases of animal defense. A veterinarian's spaying and neutering of household pets would still be exempt. Now, check this out. Livestock would have to die of natural causes before it could enter food production. Like I said, crew, I can't even make this stuff up. All right, on to other news now. Carbon market farming bill introduced in Congress. This is an interesting one. A bill that, if passed, would give the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the USDA, authority to lay the groundwork and set standards for a carbon farming market. It was introduced in Congress. The bill was originally introduced last June, but has since been refined and reworked after input from the Republicans. The bill now has a broad list of 30 bipartisan supporters, including key members of important ag committees, and has garnered support from more than 60 ag and environmental groups. Told you, that one's interesting. Our Way Em Up Sale Barn Report is brought to you by Downtown Threads, Oklahoma. Keep following us on Facebook and on Instagram for Updates on the new swag line. Just had another conversation with my crew from Downtown Threads, and we're hoping uh, here in the next couple of weeks we'll be able to have more announcements on that. So make sure that you just keep following us along, and you will know the information as it comes available to us. Today we are heading to Cherokee, Oklahoma. This is by request. So which, by the way, if you want a specific sale barn mentioned or a state recap or whatever it is, fire me an email Ranch it up show at gmail.com. Get a hold of me on social media or give me a call and leave me a message at 707-RANCH-20. This is a recap from their sale on the 21st. Weight classes from 300 all the way up to the heavy cattle, 1,000 plus, starting on the steers, three to four weight steers. 
at a dollar eighty-one to two hundred three. This is Cherokee, Oklahoma, from their sale, April twenty-first. Four to five weight steers, a dollar sixty-one to a dollar eighty-seven. Five to six weight steers at a dollar fifty-nine to a dollar sixty-six. Six to seven weight steers at a dollar fifty-three to a dollar fifty-eight. Seven to eight weight steers, a dollar twenty-seven to a dollar fifty-two and a quarter. Eight to nine weights at a dollar twenty-six and a quarter to a dollar thirty-five seventy-five. Nine to a thousand weight steers at a dollar twenty-one to a dollar twenty-nine and a half. And then the heavies, the thousand weight steers on up at a dollar twenty to a dollar twenty-two. Now on the heifer side, the heifer mates. Cherokee, Oklahoma, their sale report, April 21st. This is by request, by the way. The three to four weight heifers, a dollar thirty-nine to a dollar fifty-one. Four to five weight heifers, a dollar twenty-six to a dollar forty-four. Five to six weight heifers at a dollar twenty-seven to a dollar forty-three and a half. Six to seven weight heifers at a dollar sixteen to a dollar twenty-nine. Seven to eight weights at a dollar twenty-one to a dollar twenty-six and a half. Eight to nine weights at a dollar eighteen and a half to a dollar twenty-three and a half. Nine to a thousand weight heifers at a dollar fifteen and a half to a dollar eighteen sixty, and then a thousand weight on up heifers in Cherokee, Oklahoma, at a dollar eight. And that, my friends, is going to wrap up this first segment of the Ranch It Up Radio Show. Coming up, we're talking about, I said it's my favorite season. No, it's not. It's the one I hate the most. And that is crew. Mm-hmm. Fly season. Stick around. We have some solutions. You asked for it. You got it. Watch the Cowboy Channel anytime, anywhere with the Cowboy Channel Plus. Live stream the Cowboy Channel or watch your favorite PRCA rodeos on demand. Classic PRCA rodeos added weekly. Get the Cowboy Channel Plus for only $9.99 a month or save 25% by signing up for a full year. Visit CowboyChannelPlus.com to sign up and start streaming today. Get seen, get noticed. Be part of the Ranch It Up crew with the all-new Ranch It Up gear from Downtown Threads, Oklahoma. Limited edition jackets, pullovers, caps, just to name a few. Head over to our Facebook page to see the latest or mosey on over to the website, ranchitupshow.com. As Tigger says, be part of the crew. Show your Ranch It Up pride and get your gear today. Stay ranchy and ranch it up. Y'all ask for swag, we're bringing swag. Everyone asks me, Tigger, where do you get your boots? What do you look for in boots? Well, for me, it's customer service and American-made boots and tack. Medora Boot and Western Wear takes care of everything I need. You can shop online at MedoraBoot.com or follow along Facebook and Instagram. Give Medora Boot and Western Wear a call and tell them Tigger sent you. Medora Boot and Western Wear, making boots great again. Hashtag Tigger approved. Today's cattle battle is brought to us by the American Semental Association, the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator. The IGS Profit Calculator crew, it's free, it's fast. Add some value to your calves, the potential value with the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator. Let's get it on! Cattle battle. For some, this is the reality. Here we are, fly season. You know what, y'all? I, th- I think it's going to be a doozy for so many of us, unfortunately, this year. And as y'all know, it drives me absolutely crazy. So let's talk proactive management strategies for controlling external 
parasites, all right? Now, there's lots of them from sprays to minerals, feed-throughs, tags, and today we're going to talk cattle oilers, Lewis cattle oilers. Jim Yance from the Dothan, Alabama area, the far southeastern corner of Alabama, he is the beef program regional manager for Premier Select Sires and is owner of JYJ Red Angus LLC, but moreover, he is a dealer of Lewis Cattle Oilers. Jim, first and foremost, thanks for coming back, being on the show with me. Jim, it is tested, it is documented that not controlling external parasites, it has a direct impact on the profitability of the herd. Not indirect. Smack dab, throw it in your face direct. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny when you talk to producers uh, all around the country, they've come up with some pretty innovative ways, methods, techniques to combat flies. It's amazing when you get out and about uh, and the things that, you know, the the fed through type products, all the different minerals, mineral companies, and then, you know, the, the, the old back rubs and sprays and pour-ons and all the different fly tags and the chemistries that are involved and it gets it gets pretty high tech you know when you start talking about all the different things that we have at our disposal uh when you start talking about fly control and just parasite control in general we're talking lewis cattle oilers that you are a dealer of jim describe for us please it's a big blue metal pipe is the column which is your reservoir eight gallon reservoir to hold the carrier of your choice. It's all metal pipe and, and square tubing, bright blue. It's got a big long bar across the top. On one end is your fuel pump. And on the other end uh, hangs a, a face flap. You've got the option to hang a mineral feeder off of one side of it. And that kind of lures the cattle in there to it initially. And it keeps bringing them back until they warm up to it. It's got four legs. It's assembled on site. It's easily moved around, or you can disassemble it, pack it up, and put it up in the barn for the winter if you, if you so choose. Um, it's got the, the long diagonal, we call it the scratch wick, with, with chains that run down a, a cotton wick, canvas wrap wick, with a very heavy uh, compression spring on the bottom that keeps it all taut and, and, and really tight. So when they rub on it, it's connected at the top to a turnbuckle on a lever on a manual fuel pump. And the fuel pump, get this, is the same fuel pump off of a 57 Ford. Oh boy. (laughs) So it actually, the cattle keep it charged. There's there's not a lot of of drip and waste because it's not gravity fed. The cattle actually pump and keep the wick and the scratch wick charged with the fuel and the insecticide. But it also has a face flap on the other side with a hose running to it so both stay charged we usually refill ours about every every two months one oiler will accommodate 60 cow calf pairs we started using the oilers at just out of necessity on our registered herd and our commercial red angus herd we never had pink eye problems up until about oh six seven years ago and and all of a sudden it just exploded and we started having to treat and we started having to figure out vaccination protocols. It was just getting very, very costly. We were just looking for options. I ran across the ad for the Lewis Cattle Oilers. I called uh, Joe Dugan. He's in Bristow, Oklahoma. 
he came down and set me up uh, as a dealer and we put in our first three oilers and we've added, you know, added some through the years to where we, we have one in every pasture now or two. They're just gaining in popularity because of the same reason we went to them. Uh, just something that was uh, less labor, not having to gather cattle and spray them, uh, you know, putting in ear tags, cutting out ear tags, you know, just something that the cattle could do it themselves. We could just keep it maintained. Joe tells me that he's got some out in the country that were put in, you know, 20 plus years ago and they're still working. You change the pump out, you put a new wick on them. You know, some have been out of service and he's gone back and revived them. They've pulled them out of the bushes, um, you know, and they're just something that you just can't hardly tear them up and everything's interchangeable and replaceable on them. Uh, and it's it's just made a big difference in, in the way we combat flies and gnats and horse flies and pestilence during our extended fly season. We Some years we, we never, uh, get rid of the darn things they're they're around the whole 12 months you know jim the when we start talking about cattle oilers i know i just recently i was had a conversation with my dad about it ironically and and going back to he said yeah i remember when uh when we used oilers and he said what a sticky mess you go and you you gotta take take one of the socks one of the bags and you completely soak it with the wicks and you got a few cows a few critters that completely get dosed more than what they need in terms of an insecticide, and then the rest do not. So there's been that negative stigma that has been around the Oilers. You know that, that uh, that people will question, and they'll question you when you're visiting with them. And of what we're talking about with the Lewis cattle oiler, one of the unique features is the fact that the cattle prime it themselves, if you will, where, uh, like you said, wherever – Everything is activated according to this pump, where if the cattle get up and start rubbing and start scratching, then more of your insecticide is uh, dispersed onto the the face flap, onto the different wicks, and, and the more they rub on it, the more that is available to them. So it's kind of like that old, uh, oh, the old cafeteria style of minerals, you know, when cows could balance their own ration. This way, they can kind of, it helps take care of it themselves without having an enormous amount of, of waste, or like I said, that scenario where the first few of your cows or a lot of times your bulls will come in there and they'll get a massive dose and then the rest get nothing. Yes, that's exactly right. And one big difference we saw was if you've got young calves, you know, this time of year, our spring calves are, you know, a month, couple of months old, and they're so inquisitive, they go up first. If you put that oiler out brand new and these cows have never seen it before, especially the older cows, they may be a little standoffish. If you've got a bull in the pasture, he's just going to go right up to it, and he's going to see what it is, and he's going to figure it out, and he's just going to do his darndest to tear it up. (laughs) Knock on wood, we've not had any problems with bulls tearing up. Now, Ken, producers, and and this is, I think, maybe where we need to have conversations with you, with their their other dealers, where if I – am on a fly control protocol where I am using insecticide tags and I'm, and I'm making sure that I rotate my chemistry and maybe I am uh, feeding a, a mineral to help with the fly control and I, I maybe want to add something else. I'm one of those people where I just, I couldn't go down with the gnats in your country. That would just drive me absolutely crazy. So 
Jim, I'll visit you at Christmas is what I'm saying. Can oh, we well. can we use that in combination with some of these other products available? And do we need to be aware of that chemistry rotation of the different kinds of insecticide that we have to battle those flies? You know, I think I think that's a very good point you just brought up. And I know some of the customers that we have are doing that still yet. They're they're feeding an IGR type mineral. You know, some are going to probably use fly tag, some are not, I, you know, and I don't think there's a one size fits all. But I think what you see is, is it's working. It's it's just like somebody being out in the pasture treating flies for you 24-7 because and break it off in a, you know, in a cost per head per day and what it costs for that oiler to be out there on a day-to-day basis spread out over however many cows and calves. I mean, it's a pretty economical way to combat flies and at least help knock them down jim yance i appreciate the time and supporting the program by the way for more information just head to usalewiscattleoilers.com usalewiscattleoilers.com and call the toll-free number on the front page they can help you get in touch with a dealer near you that's the best way canadian friends just head to cattleoiler.com and call the toll-free number on the front page Lewis Cattle Oilers. I'm coming for you, flies. Up next, a market recap. Let me give you a hint. Yikes. Sold. 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 Want more dollars per head? Well, check this out. Sim Angus, I'll say it again, Sim Angus sired steer calves sold through Superior Livestock Auction last year earned more at sale time than all other calves for breeds with lots of 50 head or more. Kansas State University ran the data analysis of 394,900 heads sold last year through Superior Livestock. So, do you want low-risk, high-potential calves with earning potential? Well, that is Simmental. More per head. Period. Watch RFD TV anytime, anywhere on all your connected devices with RFD TV now. Simply go to watchrfdtv.com and sign up for just $9.99 a month or save more and pay just $89.99 for the year. You can begin streaming RFD TV live right away and have access to your favorite shows 24 7 on demand. Go to watchrfdtv.com, sign up, and start streaming today. Shaley Stewart, Cattle Market News and DTN. Shaley, just let me start our conversation by saying, what the heck? Uh, Maybe that's a nice way of saying it, but uh, really, what the heck? There was a lot that that was going on, and what the heck? No, I think that you nailed it. You nailed it, Tigger. There's no other way to really start this conversation. It doesn't matter what spectrum of the cattle market you want to focus on. We have a lot to talk about. Mm -hmm. There's a lot developing. And unfortunately, it's not too favorable to producers right now. But just because it's not rainbows and sunshine doesn't mean that we don't talk about it. We have to understand and thoroughly know what's transpiring throughout the marketplace. That way we can be active and informed participants. And talking about the, the weeks that are a little bit you know, tough to, to analyze and, and stomach as producers, those are the weeks that are just as important as the weeks that make market highs. So right. let's dive into it, my friend, and uh, we'll, we'll cover all the highlights. So 
I think the most important thing is to probably cover the fat cattle market last week and just kind of talk about some of its developments and how that could be kind of shaking up things in the weeks to come. So last week in the Southern Plains, live cattle sold for a buck 18 to a buck 20, mostly at a dollar 19 to a dollar 20, which was steady to a dollar and 50 cents lower. Northern cattle sold dressed for a dollar 90 to a dollar 95, mostly at a dollar 92, which was considered three and a half dollars lower. So you might be scratching your head and you're like, well, I know the markets pretty well, as I know you do. And so you know that last week's slaughter was at an impressive 665,000 head and choice cuts averaged $6.70 higher from the previous week. And select cuts averaged $3.95 higher from the previous week. So why in the world are we seeing fat cattle trade anywhere from $1.50 lower to nearly $4 lower? And that really comes to the way in which packers can buy cash cattle. And so there's a couple different ways. I mean, obviously you have your cattle that sell formula, that sell grid, that are um, committed cattle, and that obviously sell cash. And a couple different, there are a couple of different ways in which cash cattle sell. So when packers buy cattle, if they bought pack cattle last week, that doesn't mean that this upcoming week, those cattle are going to be killed. There are two ways in which pack, uh, packers buy cattle. One is for near delivery, which is um, delivery in the next two upcoming weeks. And then the other is for the 15 to 30 day delivery. And every Monday we get a report saying how many cattle were bought and sold the week before and which delivery timeframe in, in which those cattle sold. So last week's market was very frustrating because right at, I think, it, and I don't have the numbers right in front of me, so these are just rounding. I believe it was 52% of last week's movement of only 67,000 head sold for the two-week delivery and the following 48%. So nearly 50% of the cattle sold last week, half of them are going to be in the delayed delivery. And you might be saying, well, uh, Shaylee, I run cows and I sell calves. So why in the rats behind do I care? <laughs> and uh, that, that's a good question. But you care because why do packers, the question needs to then be, why do packers buy cattle with time? Packers buy cattle with time if they know that cash cattle prices are going to get higher or if they know supplies are going to be tight, which consequently drives prices higher as well. And so what have we been talking about for weeks, maybe even months now, Tigger? We've been talking about how if we can get through the first quarter, uh, front-end supplies of market-available fat cattle are going to tighten. And so packers have been doing their homework, and we can't shake our finger at them for being strategic about their plannings, but we can be upset that, you know what, this market isn't developing as it should be. So it's problematic for both the fat cattle market, for feedlots, and for cow-calf producers because obviously fat, uh, feedlots can't buy calves at a premium and sell them at a discount and uh, expect to make any money, which means you and I, Tigger, when we have calves to sell in the fall, that means that feedlots might be hard to work with. But thankfully, in the near future, when we see corn prices make a correction because they're almost at, you know, six and a half dollars, hopefully we'll see some profitability come back into this marketplace. So now all that being said, Shaylee, let's talk specific feeder cattle prices. Really, what did they do? Or maybe I should say, yeah. what didn't they do is maybe a better way to say it. Well, you hit the nail on the head there again, my friend. Feeder cattle last week throughout the nation were called anywhere from 3 to $8 lower. 
and I, I just have to coin the phrase. My grandpa once told me, and I will, will remember it for forever, but he said, you make your money the day you buy, not the day you sell. And I think that Faithless really took that approach last week because they saw the corn market close limit higher twice. And they said, you know what? We can't be buying calves right now if we don't know what our inputs are going to be. And so realistically, feeder cattle prices were anywhere from 3 to $8 lower. And you saw that all throughout the market. And in the weeks to come, we expect some lighter receipts and sales just simply because guess what? Cattlemen are strategic and they know that there will be a better opportunistic time for them to market their cattle later down the road. And uh, hopefully these corn prices will turn around and be more favorable very soon. Shaley Stewart with Cattle Market News and DTN. Shaley, I, I always say, hey, you know, thank you for the report. And I'm going to just say it this way because I don't think I've, I've done this to you before is Thank you for keeping an eye on on what you do. I get so darn busy with it, with everything that I can't kind of keep watching things. So for for what it's worth, I really I appreciate you you just kind of watching and putting this into cowboy logic. I'm gonna say that we can follow yes. along. <laughs> well, hey, I sure appreciate your kind mm-hmm. words, and as always, it's it'll be here week in and week out. So thank you, my friend. I I sure appreciate your platform and love listening to the show. So thank you, and we'll chat next week. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. And now my famous last words brought to us by Ranch House Coffee. In honor of this being National Auctioneers Week, which it is, by the way, this one goes out to you, Brother Raj, Roger Emig. That name is going to ring a bell with a lot of you, the 1991 World Champion Livestock Auctioneer. Roger was born April 26th, 1964. He passed away April 6th, 2015, at the age of 50. And as far as I'm concerned, was a world champion all the way around in any arena. And now let's wrap this one, shall we, crew? A big thanks to Jim Yance with Lewis Cattle Oilers and Shaley Stewart with Cattle Market News. Our partners, the American Semental Association, the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator, Downtown Threads, Oklahoma, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Last but not least, crew, so glad y'all came with us one more time, one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. We have new, exciting news that is coming. It's very soon, so make sure you follow along. Spread the good word and join us again next week. It's always Tigger Proof. Stay ranchy and ranch it up. <laughs>